namely that antidepressants often do not do what they promise and are in fact causing harm to many. Uh, Dr. Steve Hotze is suing over Obamacare's employer mandate. It's time for a wellness revolution. Brought to you by Hotze Health and Wellness Center. Honest discussion on maintaining health and wellness naturally to enjoy a better quality of life. He's the doctor fighting to let you keep your doctor. Now, Dr. Stephen Hotze. Joining us here at Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution, I'm Stacey Banfield with Dr. Stephen Hotze founder of the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, then call us at 281-698-8679, and we'll be happy to send you a complimentary copy of Dr. Hotsey's book, Hormones, Health, and Happiness. That's 281-698-8679. Dr. Hotsey, how are you today? Nope, 281-698-8698. Oh, 8698. Oh, they'll be calling you. You caught me. You caught me. They'll be calling you. (laughs) That's 281-698-8679. Thank you, Stacey, so much. And thank each one of you for joining us here today on Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. We are starting and leading a wellness revolution, starting right here at the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center in Houston, Texas, spreading across our city and our county, across Texas, across the United States, across the world. It's a wellness revolution. We have helped over... 31,000 individuals since we founded the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center 27 years ago. Our goal is to help 3 million. Yesterday we had Dr. Erica Schwartz on, who is an internal medicine physician who practices the same kind of health and wellness practice in New York City that we practice here. And she has an organization called Better Health Initiative, in uh, nationwide, she's got about 15,000 doctors that go to that. It's called bhionline.org. You ought to look at that. But we talked yesterday about how we can raise up these doctors and train them in our protocols so they can help 3 million people over the next 27 years. So we have a big, hairy, audacious goal. We do. Here at the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center to lead a wellness revolution that will help 3 million people. We need to raise up 10,000 doctors to follow our protocols, and to follow our way of operating our enterprises, providing extraordinary hospitality and guest experiences to our guests who come in here, and then to provide them with recommendations that will help them do a 180 and take charge of your health. That's what we want you to do, is to do a 180. Think of it like this. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, I can tell you you're on the wrong side of the freeway, barreling down the freeway on the one on the on a one-way street going the wrong way and guess what there's some Mack truck coming over there it's going to whack you and when that happens it won't be pretty if you live it won't be pretty if you die it's not going to be pretty for the family you have a responsibility before God and for yourself and for your family to get yourself in the best possible physical health you can you got to be mentally healthy and spiritually healthy too and we can talk about that sometime. We may bring in Dr. Ed Young from Second Baptist and have him talk about spiritual health. But we're talking about taking care of the body God's giving you and keep it in the best possible shape so that you'll be able to do what God's called you to do in life. And whether it's running a business, whether it's being a minister at a church, whether it's being a mom at home, whether it's being a school teacher, no matter what God's called you to do, you want to be you want to be physically fit so you can do it exceptionally 
well. And so we want to do that. And so I want you to join this wellness revolution. I want to ask you today to tell your friends, your family members, your friends, your church members, associates of yours, friends you play golf with, friends you go to bunco with, ladies, your friends. Tell them to listen to our program. Let's get as many people as we can to learn about how to improve their health naturally without using pharmaceutical drugs so that they can obtain and maintain health and wellness naturally. Hey, that's a novel concept. Want to be healthy? Well, you know, God's given the body amazing restorative power. If you put the right molecules in your body, which starts with what you eat, Hippocrates, the father of medicine, said, let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. He was right on target. And the longer I'm in the practice of medicine and doing health and wellness, I see that the most essential thing you can do is to eat right. That's a paleo diet is what we recommend here. Paleolithic diet, that's where our forefathers back in the old days, thousands of years ago, ate before they came out with grains and sugars and all this stuff that causes inflammation in our body and leads to heart disease and get weight gain and diabetes and high blood pressure and Alzheimer's disease and degenerative arthritis and you name it. These foods that we eat, although we love them, I love them. I love good sourdough bread with butter. I could eat it's that all addictive. day. addictive. But you know what? I can do without it or dramatically minimize its use so that it's only on a special occasion I may have a piece. But it's not something that I consume on a regular basis when I go into a restaurant. So anyway, we have got a great program today. We have Dr. Peter Bregan. Dr. Bregan is from Ithaca, New York. And Dr. Bregan is the leading spokesman who's leading a wellness revolution in the psychiatric field. He is a man of strong convictions who absolutely opposes the use of the psychoactive drugs, the antidepressants, the anti-anxiety drugs, the sleep drugs that are like that are benzodiazepines like like Lunestra and Ambien. These drugs that have an addictive effect and cause personality and behavioral changes in the people they take them. He has been the scientific witness in hundreds of cases where lawsuits have been brought against the drug companies by people or families of individuals who have been harmed or harmed other people using these very dangerous drugs, the SSRI antidepressants like Prozac and Paxil and the and the norepinephrine serotonin reuptake uh, inhibitors like Effexor and all these, you know, Luvoxel and the whole bunch of them. These are dangerous. Dr. Bregan has written numerous books about psychoactive drugs that starting way back in 91, he wrote Toxic Psychiatry, wrote Taking Back, Take it, Talking Back to Ritalin, the Antidepressant Factbook, the Ritalin Fact Book, The Heart of Being Helpful, Brain Disabling Treatments, Electroshock, I'm sorry, Brain Disabling Treatments in Psychiatry, which are drugs, electroshock, and psychopharmaceutical complex. And finally, he wrote in 2008, Medication Madness, a psychiatrist exposes the dangers of mind-altering drugs. We're here today to warn you so you can warn your loved ones about 
the dangerous effects of these antidepressants. Dr. Bregan, we've got just a minute before we go to our break. I want to bring you on. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, I'm delighted to be with you. Glad to have you back. It's been a couple of years since we've had you on the program. So I'm glad to have you back, and I'm glad to have the opportunity to visit with you today about these, the danger of these drugs and what the alternatives are, what can be done. Uh, and first, you know, when we come back, I want you to tell us your story. You have a fascinating story of how, when, you find, when you figured out that this was not a good way to go, the use of all these neuroleptic drugs, these, uh, these uh, psychoactive drugs, uh, the antidepressants and all that when you come back. So we'll be back with Dr. Bregan. Dr. Bregan, thank you for joining us here today. You're listening to Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. Please stay tuned. Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution, your daily dose of radio reality. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. I'm Stacey Banfield with Dr. Stephen Hotsey. And if you would like more information on becoming healthy and well, then please call us at 281-698-8698. Or you can reach us at getyourlifeback.com. And we will send you a complimentary copy of Dr. Hotsey's book, Hormones, Health, and Happiness. That's getyourlifeback.com. Dr. Hotsey. Thank you so much, Stacy, And thank each one of you for joining us today on Wellness Revolution. We are starting and leading a wellness revolution so that you can do a 180 and take charge of your health and get your life back. We're visiting today with Dr. Peter Bregan. Dr. Bregan's a psychiatrist. Which ought to raise everybody's shackles. Oh my gosh, the last thing I want to hear from is a psychiatrist. The thing is, Dr. <laughs> Bregan is a naturalist when he comes to psychiatry. He doesn't prescribe all these very harmful psychotropic drugs. He's fought the use of these drugs as well as electroconvulsive therapy for decades. He's been a leading spokesman speaking out. He's met with the FDA. He's the one through his testimony that got the FDA finally in 2004 to put a black label on all the antidepressants saying they can lead to suicidal ideation. That was known back in 1987, and he had to fight for nearly 20 years to get that done, and I commend him for that. He's spoken to, he's written numerous books on the issues of psychiatry and the dangers of these drugs. He's defended many individuals uh, and, and also been a star witness and a scientific witness in cases suing the pharmaceutical companies for the damage that their harmful psychotropic drugs caused in individuals and in family members of the plaintiffs. So, Dr. Bregan, thank you for being here. Tell us about your experience. What made you, what was the turning point that made you realize that these psychotropic drugs were extremely dangerous? Well, it started really early. <laughs> I was an 18-year-old freshman at Harvard College. A friend of mine invited me to go out to the local state mental hospital. That'd be a nice, mm-hmm. you know, good effort. Hey, why don't we go to the state hospital this yeah. afternoon? So, Peter, get off your behind is what he said. You're studying all the time. Uh-huh. You've got to do something else. Let's go volunteer. So we went out to the hospital, and um, it was 1954, just before the heavy antipsychotic drugs came in. And um, I ended up spending most of my, much of my time for the next four years on the wards of the hospital. I ended up uh, becoming a you know, chairman of the program for a year or two and 
We even wrote a book about it. And from the beginning, it was obvious to me that these things the doctors were doing, shocking people's brains with electricity, putting them into dreadful, death-defying comas by overdosing them with insulin, so-called insulin coma treatment, the various drugs that were making them very sick and, and, uh, and weak, that all of this was just a matter of uh, controlling people and that it wasn't really helping, that the psychiatrists weren't even really thinking about helping people so much as quieting them or making them more manageable. And then I organized a group of us and, and uh, got permission to uh, have a, some of us, uh, about 12 of us, have our own patients for the year. We also had a couple of hundred people volunteering. And uh, over a year, we got most of our patients out of the hospital, which shocked them, the, <laughs> the doctors immensely because they weren't getting any of these people out of the hospital. And that began my career. I thought, well, I guess I won't be a professor of history and literature. It looks like I'm supposed to be a psychiatrist. And um, the odd thing was is that back then there was actually more, at least, toleration of psychosocial approaches to helping people and common-sense approaches to helping people. But now that uh, the... the uh, drug companies really run psychiatry and therefore run the whole pharmaceutical application, whether it's a pediatrician, you know, or your nurse practitioner or your gynecologist or surgeon giving you a psychiatric drug. It starts with the drug companies working with the psychiatrist to develop the promotion, uh, which is a typically fraudulent promotion of these, uh, these drugs. So I knew I... Um, I, I knew from the beginning that what helped people were not uh, agents that harmed the brain, that there was human services and good health and, and basic, uh, straightforward, uh, common-sense wisdom about living life. Uh, well, that's, how, that's how I got started. That's right. And then you went off. You went to medical school at uh, up there in the state of, yeah. New York, state of York, state of of New York Medical School, State well, University. I, actually, I went to I went to Ohio to um, Case Western Reserve. Ah. Those days it was called Western Reserve, and then I took uh, my internship and most of my residency at the Upstate Medical Center, and I also took a year at Harvard, which turned out to be the most bizarre year because if you were a good enough student and a competitive enough student to get A's in all your science courses, by the time you got that, that's how you got accepted at Harvard, and when, <clears throat> and with the, my, I was the only exception. You didn't have any social skills at all, and you'd never worked with anybody in your life to help them. So you you got thrown onto the psychiatric wards at Harvard, and it was a disaster. Mm. All these young people who were uptight and competitive but had straight A's. Whereas I'd gotten in basically to Harvard because of this record I had of developing a volunteer program and writing about it as a very young person. So it was just obvious from the beginning to me because I had these untrained eyes that what people needed was not the not intoxicating substances and um I think probably just skipping quickly ahead probably the the most important event after that was was when I got asked to be um after I wrote toxic psychiatry about the harms of the drugs I got asked to be the the scientific investigator for way over a hundred cases uh, regarding Prozac, 
and its maker, Eli Lilly, where Prozac had caused violence and suicide and, and other disasters. That's when I began to, as the chief investigator appointed for all the cases, regardless of different lawyers, where the judge said, no, we'll, we'll have just one person doing all this work and not do a lot of duplicative work. It was in that role that I really developed my understanding of of how the entire drug approval process was skewed toward the drug companies and how approval of a drug did not mean it was effective. It did not mean it was safe. It just meant that it got through some very jerry-rigged trials that lasted three, four, five, and six weeks. It was just astounding to me. I had no idea that the trials only lasted three, four, five, six weeks. I had no idea how jerry-rigged they were. I had no idea that it was almost a farce. It was smoke and mirrors to get the drugs approved. Well, I think it's important for our listening audience to know, in the United States, if you want to get a drug approval, the pharmaceutical company has various physician groups around the country that they give their their proposed drug too. And you hear advertised on the radio, you want to try a new treatment for, you know, uh, diabetes, a new treatment for heart disease, come call us and it's free and all the care is free. So they have different groups. They have one drug they want to come out with and get approval of the FDA and they may send it to 10 doctors. Eight doctors may write back and say, this drug is killing people. The doctors have signed an agreement with the pharmaceutical companies they can't sell a, tell a soul. All the pharmaceutical companies have to do is show that they have two studies that show that the drug is more effective for whatever reason they want to give it, more effective than a placebo. It just has to be slightly more effective. It's, if it's more effective than a placebo, then, it's, then, it, then, the, then it can be approved. Those are drug approval committees. They're not investigation committees. They're, they are set up by the FDA to approve drugs because the FDA makes money. Of all the drugs that are sold in the United States, about 30% of the FDA's income is paid by for the pharma, by the pharmaceutical companies based on a bill passed in 1992 called PDUFA, Prescription Drug User Fee, which the a Big Pharma agreed with FDA, if you'll approve our drugs quickly, we'll give you part of the profits. They cut a deal. So the, the FDA basically is in the pocket of Big Pharma and the people that sit on their committees. Most of them have ties to Big Pharma. And it's, it's all rigged. It's a rigged system. Now, the FDA doesn't require them to turn in any studies that are negative. It's different in England. So anyway, that's the story. And that's what he talks about, the they, fraudulent they do, way and the Jimmy Rig way. This thing is, yeah. is rigged me, towards me, the drug companies. Stephen, let me clarify a little bit. I mean, you're, you're right, but let me clarify it a little bit. The drug companies, um, you know, they might do five, six, or eight studies. And they only use, they only need two, <clears throat> which was your point. Excuse me. They only need two to get approval. They do have to turn in all of them, and they use the others for the adverse effect studies. But it just takes two to pass. And if you can't jerry-rig with your own paid doctors, two studies to show a minimal uh, effect, uh, you don't know what you're doing. Well, that's exactly right. You know, what is it? They're liars, damn liars, darn liars, (laughs) darn liars, and statisticians. And they can make them talk however they want to talk. We're going to be back with Dr. Peter Bregan after this break. This is Dr. Hotze, and this is Wellness Revolution. Please stay tuned. Now back to the Wellness Revolution. Got a question for the doc? Call him at 713-212-5950. No copay required. 
Welcome back to Dr. Hoetze's Wellness Revolution. This is Stacey Banfield with Dr. Stephen Hoetze. Now, if you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, then know there is a natural way to address your health issues. Please call one of our friendly wellness consultants at 281-698-8698. That's 281-698-8698. Dr. Hoetze. Thank you so very much, Stacey. And thank each one of you for joining us here today on Wellness Revolution. We are doing a wellness revolution. I'm leading it with other doctors around the country, like Dr. Peter Bregan, who's our guest. We are saying it's time for a paradigm change and a shift in America. We need to do a 180. You need to do a 180. American medicine, conventional medicine, needs to do a 180. You need to take charge of your health. We've got to get back to natural approaches to health. The pharmaceutical companies, the insurance companies, the hospitals, control the doctors. Most doctors now are hospital employees. That's what the hospital wants them to do. Admit patients, run procedures, run up the bills. The insurance companies want them to run up the bills so they have can charge higher premiums. They can make more money. It's just one vicious cycle after another. And uh, we call it the medical industrial complex. Well, you actually visited with a woman who got caught in that this morning, remember? She was on birth control control pills for years and years and years, years and no one ever thought to say, hey. You, you don't need them. You don't need them. And she was having terrible problems, headaches, migraines, gained weight. He threw her thyroid out. It was hor- horrible. Then when she got off of them, she tried to get pregnant and couldn't get pregnant after being on them for 20 years. Surprise, surprise, after poisoning the body. But anyway, Dr. Bregan is our guest. Dr. Peter Bregan is from Ithaca, New York, and he is a psychiatrist who takes natural approaches to health. In fact, he is an ardent opponent, an outspoken opponent, probably one of the leading, if not the leading opponent to the use of these psychotropic psychiatric medications that cause people to go mad. You think you're mad before you took them? My gosh, they pass these things out like candy to everybody. I don't care if you've got menstrual cramps, you got migraine headaches, you feel, you know, you don't meet people well. I don't care what your problem is, stomach disorder, you got knee, they're going to put you on antidepressants. That's what they do. And 30% of the women, uh, in uh, 30% of the women over the age of 40, have been prescribed or taking or did take antidepressants. That's one out of three. You tell me, one out of the three women in America are crazy and they need antidepressants? No, they don't. Their hormones are declining. They need hormonal balance. They need a good eating program. They need to get on vitamins and minerals. They need to exercise. All these things can restore health. And, Doc, contrary to what you do in your counseling, we just love our guests and our patients and our and our members of our organization We don't counsel them at all. We just love on them, and we get their hormones balanced, and guess what? They get well. We even help them without counseling. So when you get get the body back in order, it does an amazing thing. But the last thing you want to do is if you have problems with fatigue, weight gain, you can't think clearly, you got brain fog, you can't sleep, you have mood swings, you got a regular menstrual cycle, you got joint joint muscle aches and pains, you got stomach disorders, your hair's falling out, you're puffy, you're bloated, you got no libido. You don't need an antidepressant for crying. Nobody is sick. Nobody feels that way because they have low levels of antidepressants or anti-anxiety drugs or sleep medication. Something's going on in your body, and you want to replenish what you're missing. Now, Dr. Bregan, 
Tell us about these psychiatric drugs, the SSRI antidepressants, which are common. People commonly know uh, the lead drug was Prozac, and that's that came out in 1987. Tell, and then it had a bunch of knockoffs to it, you know, Paxil and and uh, Lavoxil, and you know, you name them. They're, they're the whole schmear of those drugs. Then they came out with Effexor, which is similar but a little bit different. But it has it's a it's a neurotransmitter uptake inhibitor. Tell us about these drugs and the effect that these drugs have on people and tell us about spellbinding and what it does to people that take these drugs. Um, and I, I want to not only talk about the Prozac, Paxil, Celexa, Zoloft, Wellbutrin, Effexor, um, all of these um, newer antidepressants and some older ones, but I want to do something that I haven't talked about much and will be new to your audience, <clears throat> which is the pushing of also the antipsychotic drugs, yes. oh, yeah. disguising them as antidepressants. So that nowadays uh, people are often taking a drug like, uh, uh, well, the new would be Rexalti or Latuda, Vega, Risperdal, Safras, Seroquel, Zyprexa, Geodone, Finap. People are taking these drugs thinking they're antidepressants because that's what their doctors are saying, but they're really old-fashioned antipsychotic drugs. And all of these drugs do one thing. I'm just going to talk about one thing right now, and that is they produce something called akathisia. So this is both the drugs, both these antipsychotic drugs that are being masqueraded as sleeping pills and antidepressants and given to children for behavioral control and all of the antidepressants, they produce this akathisia, which is an inner subjective feeling of anxiety and agitation and irritability and nervousness that makes you want to move about. Uh, it's usually accompanied by a kind of jitteriness, but not always accompanied by the jitteriness. It's basically a subjective feeling. And people have no idea what's overcoming them. They think it's their anxiety, their tensions, their insomnia, when it's a drug effect. And it, it actually drives people into uh, suicidal feelings, irritable, aggressive, and violent feelings. So, and people commit suicide and homicide on these drugs. And they just get worse and worse and worse without knowing what's happening. So here we have the two largest most highly promoted classes of drugs because they're so remunerative. They make so much money for the drug companies. And we have tens of millions of people taking them, and they don't know that they can get worse and worse and have no idea what is happening to them. So you literally, folks, when you take these drugs, you're risking a very high risk, often in the 20, 30, 40% a group, I'm talking about huge numbers, of getting this one disorder from the drug, this akathisia, which you will not recognize. You'll just be more tense and nervous and anxious. So you've got to be aware of these drugs. You can't stop them on a dime. I've written a whole book about that called Psychiatric Drug Withdrawal. The first half is about these things like akathisia. The second half is about how to come off them because it's also dangerous to come off these drugs. You can get akathisia coming off them, starting them, getting an increased dose. Any kind of change can produce this very sudden acute effect that you won't recognize, even your first dose. And you'll just think you're getting worse and you need more of the drug. 
And even the research shows that the most common reflex of a physician when a patient describes these feelings is to increase the dose, not mm-hmm. to decrease it. So if you get this one thing across and understand this one thing, you could be saving your life or the lives of loved ones, or if you're a prescriber, you could be saving hundreds of lives by knowing this. We'll be back with Dr. Peter Bregan. Yes, that's very good advice, Dr. Bregan. If you want to get healthy and well, if any of this resonates with you, then please give us a call at 281-698-8698 or go to GetYourLifeBack.com. That's GetYourLifeBack.com. Please stay tuned. Now back to the Wellness Revolution. Here's your host, Dr. Stephen Hotze. Here at Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution, we are on a mission to help you achieve health and wellness naturally. If you would like more information on finally becoming healthy and well, then please call one of our wellness consultants at 281-698-8698. That's 281-698-8698. We're visiting with Dr. Peter Bregan from Ithaca, New York. He's a psychiatrist who takes natural approaches to health and has been a strong opponent for decades, going back into the 1960s and 70s against the use of psychiatric and psychotropic drugs to to try to fix people who have problems that are not caused by low levels of antidepressants. Nobody's sick because they have a low level of antidepressant. He discusses the spellbinding effects of psychiatric drugs in his book, Medication Madness, which I'd highly recommend you buying. And that book can be, where can they purchase that book, Dr. Bregan? Oh, you can get it uh, very easily from uh, Amazon. From Amazon. Go to Amazon and look at his books. You've got kids that are on Ritalin. Read his books about talking back to Ritalin. He's got a ton of books on psychiatric drugs and the dangers of them. You need to understand this. He mentioned to you akathisia, which is severe restlessness, which is taken from these drugs that aren't even antidepressants can cause this too, but other psychotropic drugs doctors are now giving in addition to the antidepressants. And it will, let me tell you what, these drugs will screw your mind completely up. The longer you take them, the worse it is. Hey, Peter, uh, Dr. Bregan, I saw a woman in, came in at 52 years of age the other day. She had been on, she had been on antidepressants for 30 years and the poor little girl could hardly put two words together. At 52. And I don't know if we can get her back or not because her brain's been so scrambled. Do you have any of these symptoms when you're on antidepressants? Ladies, gentlemen, listen. Agitation, amnesia, anger, anxiety, apathy, depersonalization, depression, delusions, hallucinations, hostility, irritability, impulsive actions, manic euphoria, obsessive compulsive behavior, Overstimulation, paranoia, suicidal and homicidal thoughts and actions. I can tell you these are the common side effects of those that take the psychotropic drugs. I have people tell me in private what their thoughts are, what they've seen, what they've done, what they've wanted to do, and it scared them to death, and it scares me too. I remember a woman said, I was on those drugs, and I was laying in bed, and I was having these thoughts coming to me. And a thought came and said, get a knife and stab my husband in the heart as he lays there. These are the kind of thoughts that these drugs will make you think because they're, I think they're demonic. I mean, I'm just going to be cold and hard. They're demonic. We don't need to be on those. That's not the way God made us. 
You need to get your hormones balanced. You need to get on a good eating program. Take your vitamins and minerals for detoxification. Exercise. Eat well, and you can change a whole lot of things and change your lifestyle, too. Dr. Bregan, tell us about these antidepressants. How addictive are they? Well, they're not addictive in your traditional sense that people want to take more and more because it's too uh, painful to take more and more. They feel bad enough taking what they're taking. Yes, but they are addictive in a very profound sense, which is that people can't get off them. But they try to stop taking antidepressants, really after only a few weeks or months exposure, they can have every possible painful physical and mental emotion that you can imagine. They can feel depressed, anxious, weird, personalized, uh, irritable, angry with loved ones trying to come off them. They can get uh, shocks in their in their head. They can get a disequilibrium feeling that's terrible. They can get the akathisia I mentioned earlier, which really makes you feel disturbed and uncomfortable in your own skin and creepy and crawly. So what people tend to think is, oh, I need the drug. Look what happens to me. I've, I've just stopped it for a day or two, and look what happens to me. It doesn't mean you need the drug any more than if you stop smoking cigarettes and you get somewhat similar feelings. It doesn't mean you need cigarettes. Um, it means you're addicted to cigarettes and you're having withdrawal. So you definitely get these terrible withdrawal reactions. And uh, you can also get them from these other drugs I mentioned, the antipsychotic drugs that are masquerading as antidepressants. Doctors are giving them out as antidepressants, like Geodone, Invega, Latuda, Rixalti, Respidol, Safras, Seroquel, Cyprexa. And you have to be very cautious, though, about just stopping them abruptly. So please keep that in mind. You cannot. Let's repeat that. We are not, just because we think these antidepressants are terrible, and you may agree with us, you can't stop them cold. That's when the terrible things happen. When you either start on the drug, you increase the drug, decrease the drug, or stop it. It's got to be weaned off very, very slowly. And you need to be in the hands of of someone that knows how to wean you off. There's some good books on that. I think you have a book on weaning, don't you, Doc? Yeah, I've got the only medical book on the subject, which tells you how remiss my colleagues are, and that's Psychiatric Drug Withdrawal. And by the way, people can... Uh, we haven't mentioned it at my website. Tell us your website. It just went... we got a whole new one up. If you've never been to Bregan.com before, it's brand new this, this last couple of days. And it's B-R-E-G-G-I-N, Bregan, B-R-E-G-G-I-N.com. Bregan.com, B-R-E-G-G-I-N.com, to go to Dr. Bregan's website. Are your books available on the website? Yes, they are. So you can go to that website or go to Amazon to look up Dr. Peter Bregan, B-R-E-G-G-I-N, and take a look and read his, read his literature. You need to... Be well versed in this. I'm talking about moms. When you go in the and you go, you got your little kids in school and misbehaving, and somebody says, "We took him to the nurse." The nurse says, "I think he needs Ritalin, or I think he needs Concerta." And you go to a doctor. Please, please, don't put your kids on these amphetamines. That is just, just horrible. It's a gateway to cocaine. Speaking of cocaine, doctor, would you describe the molecular structure? And the similarities between the cocaine molecule and the SSRI and the uh, uh, SNRI antidepressants. Well, they all have similar 
similarities, and then they end up with the same similar clinical effects. When Prozac was first being developed, an honorable doctor inside the FDA warned the FDA and said, these drugs, Prozac, and that now means Paxil and Celexa and Zoloft and so on, these drugs have amphetamine-like effects. They can make people agitated, anxious, give you insomnia, even initially weight loss and appetite loss, although all that can reverse later. So that's another hazard of all of the antidepressants. They can all produce the the effects of amphetamines. And, and the most commonly used ones like Paxil and Prozac, uh, Zoloft, Flexa, they, they really have a tremendous tendency to have amphetamine-like effects. And what happens then is if you're already depressed and then you get an amphetamine anxiety, amphetamine agitation, amphetamine irritability and anger on top of your depression, it's a prescription for suicide and violence. So just, again, it's another whole mechanism, but you end up with something very similar, which is these just dreadful worsening of your condition. And this is not uncommon, folks. This happens all the time. Hey, Doc, I've got five people that I know. Uh, One of them was in our practice. One of them was in the practice. I have five people I know that started or adjusted their uh, dose. We don't do any antidepressants, so just friends of family and all that. Five people who committed suicide. One person just said he went to see the doctor, and the doctor said, well, I think you ought to try an antidepressant. He didn't. Two weeks later, he hung himself. Hmm. And that's the drug. That's the spellbinding effect of these drugs and what it does. So we're warning you, please don't get on antidepressants or antipsychotics, and don't get on the anti-anxiety or the sleep medication. If you're having problems, there's a cause internally that can be easily corrected, and most likely for those of you 40 to 50 to 60-year-olds, it's the inevitable decline of your natural occurring hormones, which can be replaced naturally. It's cleaning up your eating program. And it's also getting on vitamins and minerals to help you detox the drugs you have in your body. And on top of that, good exercise program and lifestyle changes make a world of difference. Dr. Bregan, God bless you and thank you for your work. Let me tell you, anybody here that would like more information, go to bregan.com, B-R-E-G-G-I-N, for his information. And also, if you'd like a copy of my book, get your life, um, go to getyourlifeback.com or dial 281-698-8698, and I'll give you a complimentary copy of Hormones, Health, and Happiness. ...substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to replace the services of a physician, nor does it constitute a doctor-patient relationship. You should not use information from this radio program to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. If you have or suspect you have an urgent medical problem, promptly contact a professional health Healthcare provider or call 911. Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution radio program advises you to always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider prior to starting any new treatment or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Any application of the recommendations from this radio program is at the listener's discretion.